Your work week is over. The plant called and said, if you don't come in tomorrow, don't bother coming in Monday. Woohoo! Four day weekend. This is the last word. The off-season home of the Colts with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Welcome into the last word, 93.5, 107.5, the fan. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more. I'm Jeffrey Gorman. Join week in and week out by the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Matey, what we got coming up on tonight's show, we're going to give you the latest on the Colts' ongoing head coaching search. We're going to discuss what's going on in Indy and the Super Bowl out in Arizona. We're going to do that with Judy Batista, the NFL insider from NFL.com. Matey, the big game is coming up, and I'm telling you what, it's all about storylines. What's the storyline on Sunday night? Is it Jalen Hurts? The great story continues. Second-year coach Nick Sirianni getting a Super Bowl win. Or, Matey, is it Tom Brady walking away in the sunset on Instagram saying, I am no longer the face of this league, and that mantle goes to the MVP, Patrick Mahomes. I like the Chiefs this week, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think it's going to be one of the the better matchups we've seen in quite some time. I think the betting line is like a point, point and a half in favor of the Eagles, but you're going all in on the Chiefs. I think you can sit here and talk for 15 minutes on both sides of the ledger, Jeffrey, on why either team's going to win. I think it's going to be that good of a game, so I'm really excited to see how it shakes out come 6.30 on, on Sunday night. For me, I know we're going to get into this, but to me it's all about red zone. Red zone offense, red zone defense. I think that's going to be the biggest deciding factor in who wins this football game. FanDuel, we are brought to you by they are our friends over there. If you want to play some action on the game, you know where to go. That is Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. Follow him on Twitter, at Maytay Colts. I'm at, at, at Hey Gorman. That's easy for me to say. Let's get into this coaching search, Maytay. Er, okay, it's gone on for a while now. We know that. It's continued. It's growing everybody, the fan base, growing more angry every day. Owner Jim Ursay says, hey, this final decision Ursay posted about on his Twitter account, coming in days, not hours, is simply what it goes down to. They're through their second round interviews. They were one of five teams with head coaching vacancies going into this offseason. The Colts are going into this thing because a couple of things. They wanted to take uh, their time for this thing and get this thing right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what's an extra couple of days to know that you have basically another CEO added to your football operations, and that's what the head coach is. So I'm okay with them taking some time, Matey. you got to get this thing right. It's the years that could be challenged, for lack of a better term, with the wrong head coach. Man, you go down that tunnel, forget it. you got to get this thing right. No, without question, and I think that's what—that's exactly what they're doing. And with that being said, I think you will have an announcement next week. I think the Colts have done their homework. I think they've done an exhaustive search, and I think they've narrowed this thing down. And I think they'll have, you know, their their mind made up by you know over the weekend, if if not already. But from the start, like you said. Chris Ballard promised they were going to take their time. Remember, the last time the Colts did this, Chris Ballard did not interview nearly as many people, and Josh McDaniels backed out. We all know that story. There were 14 first-round candidates this go-around for the Colts. We don't know the exact number of second-round candidates, but the search has taken about a month. Chris Ballard and the Colts have lived up to their promise of this search going until mid-February. But now that the Super Bowl is over, over the weekend, going into next week, there would be no more rules on announcing a hire. The Colts wouldn't be announcing news and conflict with the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl week and all that focus that the league wants on the game, and rightfully so. So I think next week the Colts will announce their new head coach at some point, and Jeffrey hopefully 
we'll get a chance to talk with him by the end of next week. But I think next week we'll have some more movement on this. There's no doubt about it. And there, you're right. There will be a press conference. My guess, your guess, same thing. Next week after the Super Bowl, find out how long this exhausting over-month-long search has been and find out what the Colts come up with. We're with you, fans. We want to know, too. We want to know right now. We want to know. But, hey, these guys are saying leave us alone. Let us take our time on this thing. Let's get it right. So that is coming up. A good week to look ahead. The Super Bowl on Sunday and some Colt news on Monday. We're going to talk about the coaching staff a lot over the next couple months, mate because some guys are staying and some guys are going on that staff. And earlier this week, Colts running back coach Scotty Montgomery hired away from Indianapolis by the big man Dan Campbell in Detroit to be that uh, the Lions assistant head coach and running back coach. Montgomery is the first assistant to leave for an NFL job this offseason. Tight ends coach, remember, may take Clayton Adams. He left for Stanford before the season even uh, finished here in the NFL. Last week, offensive line coach Kevin Mawai left to become the head coach over at Lipscomb Academy, a high school in Nashville, Tennessee. Not to be worried about this, because who's ever hired as a head coach is going to fill out their whole staff, right, Mate? I mean, we're on that same tip, but... Who are you going to keep? There's some coaches in place right now, some coaches under contract. You know, you got, you got, there's some good coaches still left on the set. I'll start with Bubba Ventrone for starters. Yeah, Bubba Ventrone and Gus Bradley, right? What do you do with Gus Bradley and basically that entire defensive staff? I mean, it's pretty desirable the results they put up for most of the season. No, I think this is normal. Coaches have to do what's right by them and. You know, the unknown of the new head coach cloudies the water for some of these guys on the staff. And, you, I mean, we talked about it this week, Jeffrey. You go back and look at the changeover from Chuck Pagano to Frank Reich in 2018. Only two of the 22 coaches on staff were retained from one era to the next, if you will. So it's pretty normal, um, but it, it's, it's tough to lose good coaches. And Scotty Montgomery is a good football coach. He's a good guy as well. And I think he desires to be an offensive coordinator and a head coach in the NFL one day. And, you know, that's evident in being named assistant head coach in Detroit. But I don't think it's a huge red red flag because, again, it's pretty normal when you have a new head coach coming in. He's going to want to fill out his staff with primarily his guys. Hey, I love it. The Lions are back. Congratulations to Scotty Montgomery. Let's applaud some other Colts, uh, you know, some off-the-field things that are going on in the best way, too. Colts defensive end Quiddy Pay, the guest of Rhode Island Congressman Seth Magaziner. Magaziner or Magaziner? What do you think, I Mayte? I think it's Magaziner, if I'm not mistaken. Love the name. Great name, Congressman. Congressman Seth Magaziner <laughs> says to Quiddy Pay, hey, I want you to be a President Biden State of the Union address on Tuesday night. Pay was a gridiron standout don't forget he played football in high school at Rhode Island at Bishop Hendrickson. Well, when the congressman learned that all 435 members of the House of Representatives get one invitation for the State of the Union, Pay's story quickly shot up this guy's memory bank, all right? So the congressman said this week, in so many ways, Quiddy Pay's journey from a refugee camp in Guinea to Section 8 housing in Rhode Island and now to the highest echelons of the NFL is emblematic of the American dream that I'm fighting for in Washington. Quiddy represents the best of our Rhode Island state and our country. So how about this? After flying in, Pay's going to uh, a tour of the U.S. Capitol, Mayte. He has lunch with the congressman and others. He has a stop at the Liberian Embassy. He's also scheduled to attend a reception before the address, which he had a great time at. There's some pictures floating around. That's a big move, man. You want a Disney story? There it is. Quitty Pay. Yeah, I mean, we all know the story. From a, a refugee camp on the run from rebel fighters, like you said, Section 8 housing in Providence. Now first-round pick 
turned in a great sophomore campaign with the Colts. Now he's got a seat at the State of the Union and the unbelievable sacrifices his mom made to get Quiddy and, and their family out of the Civil War, you know, to work in three jobs to afford to send Quiddy to a private school so that he could get noticed for a scholarship to Division One schools, ultimately choosing Michigan, and then it all paying off and all of those sacrifices making back to his mom so that she can be retired and enjoy life and not have to work anymore. I mean, just what an incredibly cool story and good on that congressman to recognize, yep. you know, a homegrown American success story. That's exactly what Pay is. Celebrating the state, plus he's damn good at the football game too, Mate. so don't forget that. Well done, man, and you're right. Uh, the upbringing that that family had, his mother, the uh, the courage. Can't wait to watch Pay and congratulations on a great couple of days there uh, in Washington for the state of Rhode Island and Pay. Good on you, Congressman. Now listen, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Colts on a national level with this head coaching search with Judy Batista. Uh, we're also going to figure out the quarterback situation heading into the draft. She has been covering the NFL for a lot of years, so you're not going to want to miss Judy Batista. We're coming up back here on 93.5, 107.5 The Fan. It's the last word. Welcome back to The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. Bringing you back with a little human league. Is that right, Maytay? Yes, sir. I think it's an 80s weekend. How about it? Got a boy. You and JMB on the same page. We're brought to you by <laughs> our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Earlier this week, we talked with NFL.com columnist Judy Batista regarding the Colts coaching search and the upcoming Super Bowl. We start off with Judy's national media take on the length of the Colts head coaching search. Um, I actually think that the national media is not quite as turned off by the searches you might think like I think it's good to take your time on these searches and I think in the past teams have rushed through searches and that has resulted in bad decisions being made this is something that like owners and the league office have have talked about like sort of trying to slow down the process uh it was something that actually Dan Rooney the late Dan Rooney used to talk to his fellow owners about like what's the rush like slow down Mm -hmm. and take your time and talk to a wide variety of people and so I, I think that that's actually good. I mean, I, I think it's good to see the Colts doing that. And, and, you know, now they are narrowing, you know, other than the quarterback position, like there's no bigger decision in a franchise. And so um, you've got to get this right. And obviously this was a very tumultuous season for the Colts. And so I think sort of stepping back and taking a deep breath and talking to a lot of people and picking their brains about what they think about the roster and mm-hmm. what they think about, you know, who would be the quarterback going forward and how would you proceed? I think that's all good. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think, you know, I think there's some curiosity about what the final decision is going to be though. No question about it. You know, Judy, I'm not certainly not going to tell you anything you don't know as far as this is concerned, but I mean, if you look at the last couple of years and the division around the teams in the playoffs that make it that far, I mean, they're, traditionally have been guided by offensive-minded head coach, you know, former offensive coordinators mm-hmm. or guys that come from, from that background, that side of the ball. Given where I've been asking everybody, you know, when we talk about the, the Colts coaching search, just like to throw it out there, I mean, when you look at the success of teams in the NFL and, and sort of what's winning and what's working uh, in modern-day NFL football, given where the Colts were at towards the end of the season offensively would you be surprised if the Colts didn't hire uh, a head coach with an offensive background given how they fell off towards the end of the year on that side of the ball 
Well, or I would be surprised if they don't hire a coach who has a, if it's a defensive coach who doesn't have a very strong offensive coordinator sure. and a very good offensive coordinator, right? It's got to be one of those two things. Um, look, there's no question that the the push over the last however many years now has been toward offensive-minded head coaches. And, I mean, just look at the last few teams that were standing, mm-hmm. right? They, You know, the offensive coaches dominated. Those are the two Super Bowl teams, too. So Jim Mersey has a very strong idea of what his team needs. I mean, it, you know, I know that there are caricatures about Jim, but Jim is um, – mostly an old school owner who is doesn't want to meddle in his football team um and you know he followed like wellington mara and dan rooney and those are the people who sort of mentored him um as he was coming up as an owner and so i I would not be surprised if he hired a you know a coach who comes from the defensive side i'm thinking for instance like a raheem mars as long as in the interview process whoever that coach is has come with the idea of this would be my offensive coordinator. This is what we would do. You know, there's no question you need that um, if you're a defensive coach. You know, I I, I don't discount any possibility because I think Jim has a a pretty sort of broad worldview of of how the team runs and that it doesn't just have to be an offensive head coach, you know, and have that guy call the plays. That's Judy Batista from NFL.com. Judy, I want to talk about the Colts' first-round draft choice because I think that plays into this coach's hire quite a bit. And we just heard Matt talking about the offensive side of the ball and offensive coordinator. Hey, the Colts are going to get one of those top three quarterbacks. I mean, unless something happens, this team needs a quarterback. How much does that come into play on the head coaching search? Keeping in mind that one of those three, four guys that they may have their eye on is coming into this organization with as much responsibility as that head coach hire. Yeah, no, there's no question that that's got to be a part of a big part of the, you know, the time that they're spending with these candidates is, you know, who do you like in this draft? What do you think? How would you build a team around him? What, you know, what would be your plan for developing him? All of that. So, yes, that's a, again, like these are the two most important. The Colts have to make the two most important decisions that you can make in a franchise within the space of you know, a few weeks sure. of each other. I mean, you're going to hire a coach and then, you know, you start the process and the draft is, you know, April. So, you know, that is absolutely a part of the interview process and, and where Judy, they are going to delve into what do you what do you want? Like, what kind of quarterback do you want? Right, right. And Judy, you know, you've known Jim Irsay a long time. I know that he, he mm-hmm. uh, considers you a friend and have been, uh, you know, business partners, if you will, for a lot of years. When that stuff happens, with, with this year especially, with a new head coach coming in, and you talk about the owner meddling, isn't that something that uh, you've seen through your years covering this league that sometimes the owners have to say, hey, I'm going to have the final decision. If we're, if we're grabbing a quarterback that hopefully is the CEO for the next 12 years from this organization, I'm going to make the pick. Do you think that's the way it is with Ursay this year? Uh, I think Ursay has a, a lot of faith in Chris Ballard, and quite frankly, the reason I think that is because he retained him, right? I mean, this year was not good, and Jim blew a lot of things up. Um, he did not blow up the general manager. So I think he's got a lot of confidence in Chris Ballard's um, expertise. Having said that, I mean, Jim – has spent a lot of time around football, right? I mean, literally since he was a kid, he has been around the team. Um, And again, you know, he was mentored by some of the stages of the game, and those were men who were very involved in the football decisions. So certainly, is Jim going to have a say in who the quarterback is? There's no question. I mean, any owner would. I think there's a difference between an owner saying, I like this guy, and an owner, if he butts heads with his general manager, like ordering the general manager to pick somebody. I I don't know. I I think the hope is that Jim and Chris and uh, and the other people in the building 
and certainly the new head coach, whoever it is, mm-hmm. would be on the same page, would come to a, an agreement about what the best choice is. Well-respected, known all throughout the league, Judy Batista right there from NFL.com. That's our weekly official Colts podcast that was on it earlier in the week. How You can listen to the entire interview right now on the entire Colts Audio Network. Download the weekly official Colts podcast featuring the latest news, analysis, insight, and interviews regarding your Colts. This week we played a little Let's Make a Deal, a little Monty Hall. We went old school. Let's make a deal, Monty Hall, not the new guy who's in there. We picked some doors that had some hypothetical situations this offseason for the Colts. We also talked about the greatest performances in Super Bowl history, both on and off the field. Check all that out right now on Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts audio network. Anywhere you download your podcast, this is The Last Word, brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more before we break. Let's tease you with a little forum credit union question of the week with the Chiefs and the Eagles facing off on Sunday. Kansas City head coach Andy Reid will coach against his former team in the Eagles, who he guided for 14 years. He took them to the Super Bowl as well. Who was the last coach to face a team he previously led to the Super Bowl in the NFL's big game? We're going to find out more. Uh, We're going to talk some predictions as well. We're going to see you for the final time before the Pacers come on. This is the last word, 93.5, 107.5, the fan. Welcome back to The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. Welcome back to The Last Word. We're getting you ready for this weekend. Uh, that's Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Uh, it's that kind of weekend, the 80s weekend. We got, don't forget, you got JMB doing his thing on Saturday night. Matt Taylor, a little Human League, and Janet Jackson to start off the weekend here on The Last Word. Good poll, mates. Hey, good poll. Well, I don't know. I don't know what came over me, but I was like, let's just go 80s on The Last Word this weekend. Yeah, you went Janet Jackson, who had such a scene one time at the Super Bowl. I thought that yeah, was the she connection. Did. So. Yeah, you know what Justin Timberlake created a little kerfuffle, I think, back in the day. Well, no, I think the guy that pulled his shirt off created the kerfuffle. But yeah, uh, yeah. anyway, Miss Jackson, we love you. Maybe you'll be back on the Super Bowl stage soon. Who knows? Here we go. Forum Credit Union question of the week: Chiefs and the Eagles facing off on Sunday. Andy Reid's going to coach against his former team, who he guided for 14 years. Those Eagles also took him to the Super Bowl. Mate, who was the last coach to face the team he previously led to the Super Bowl in the NFL's big game? Keyword is there previously led or right. key words there not one but led to the Super Bowl yeah so I, I used the entire break to think about this and I'm coming up short I think the only instance I can think of was Belichick won a couple of Super Bowls with the Giants but he wasn't the head coach he was the defense no, coordinator and the Patriots played the Giants but they actually lost those games so uh, I I know that I know I'm talking in circles here. That's not the right answer, so I don't know. I have no idea. Dan Reeves, he uh, he, he took the Broncos there, won a Super Bowl with them, did that whole wow. thing. Then he went to Atlanta, and he plays the Broncos, who end up waxing those Falcons, led by Dan Reeves. So Andy Reeves going to become the ninth man in NFL history to serve as a head coach in four Super Bowls. Love that. He's the only NFL coach wow. with at least 10 playoff wins with two different franchises. Andy Reeves, wow, walk-in Hall of Famer. 37 playoff appearances, now 
Montreal, Bill Belichick, who has 44. He may get it with that Kim taking snaps in Mahomes, another MVP winner last yeah, that, night. Congratulations to him. That going to be around for a, a many more years to come. There's no question Jeez. about that. Andy Reid might coach into his 90s. Hey, Forum Credit Union section of Colts.com. <laughs> you can interact with other fans online, post a topic, participate in various discussions regarding your Colts. Forum Credit Union helping members live their financial dreams. We're brought to you by our friends at Meyer. Meyer is the official super center of the Indianapolis Colts. They are a proud sponsor of local, many local sports teams across the Midwest. All right, let's go, Mate. 14-3 versus 14-3, both those Chiefs and those Eagles, number one seeds. It's a kickoff at 6.30 on Sunday. Philly right now favored by a point and a half. Mate, who you got and why? Yeah, give me give me the Eagles in a great game. I think it comes down to the wire. I know you've got Kansas City, but I think the Eagles win by a nail-biter, and I'm talking like field goal or less. I think, as I said earlier, I think this game's all about red zone, and I think the Eagles' defense makes more plays inside the red zone than the Chiefs and their defense, and that's why I think Philadelphia wins the game, and good on Nick Sirianni winning a Super Bowl in year number two as the head coach in Philadelphia. I'm going to flip that switch and say congrats to Andy <laughs> Reid and Patrick Mahomes and I know Kelsey are. and the boys. They get another one, and the dynasty begins. I like the Chiefs and the MVP. Mate, we got a lot of prop bets out there. You got anything you're going to be working on, make a little yeah. extra cash? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I can't bet on it, but, you know, if things that uh, sort of pique my interest, Patrick Mahomes listed for 295 passing yards. Uh-huh. I, I would actually take the under on that. Um, I saw I saw A.J. Brown uh, projected for 70 and a half receiving yards. That I would actually take the over. Um, like so those are kind of the, the two things for me that, that piqued my interest. Now, what I have for you, Jeffrey, this is my discussion line for you going into the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Which which product, because you have a good feel for this, because you come from, from this uh, entertainment world, which product has a commercial first in the Super Bowl? Is it beer? Is it food? Is it movie slash streaming? A new show coming out? Or is it male enhancement? Which product has a commercial <laughs> first? in the Super Bowl. <laughs> wow, that's a great... What is the topic, basically, is what you're saying of the first commercial? I'm going to yeah. say... Um, boy, that's a good one. That is a good one. Let's go with the entertainment. I'm going to say it's going to be some studio... That yeah. is pumping a movie coming up, and they're right. saying, "Okay, we're going to spend you know seven and a half, eight million bucks on a minute right. commercial it's, it's at the, the Super new, Bowl." The new summer blockbuster movie, like a, a I think that's what I'm going to go with. Right? I'm going to say, "Hey, cash it in for eight million. Yeah, that's my that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's what I might do. Right. No, but you know what I'm saying? I think it's I a do. movie. Who you got? Uh, I'll say beer. You know, you got Miller Light, Bud Light, Anheuser Busch. Uh, you know, Coors Light is somewhere in the mix. And I, I saw FanDuel is doing something beer-related as well. So I'm going to go beverage and beer, the first. What are we getting for Budweiser, Mate? Are we getting the, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. That's hysterically funny. Or are we going to be, could you hand me a tissue? I'm crying after that Budweiser commercial. <laughs> well, I, th- I think with beer, you have to go comical. I think you have to go the comedy <laughs> levity route. I, I'm not sure I've ever cried over a beer commercial, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, little horses, and then the dog comes around, and then they're yeah, little yeah. playing with the puppies and it's stuff. It's not oh, the Coca-Cola just... polar bears, I don't Think. No, that's another good one. That'll bring some tears. Hey, listen, coming up right now, we got Pacers and Suns. Thunder Dan Marley coming into the field house in a couple of minutes. Matt Taylor, follow him on Twitter at Maytay Colts. I'm A. Gorman on Twitter. Really are the last word talking about Colts football and a whole lot more. We do it week in and week out. Talk to you soon. We got a new head coach coming up.